Hi, this is Laura. And this is Nikki with the Stardust Society, inspiring you to stop getting in your own way and start building an art biz and life that you love. We are artists who believe strongly in the power of community, accountability, following your intuition, taking small, actionable steps, and breaking down the barriers of fear and procrastination that keep you stuck. Follow along with us on our creative business journey as we encourage you on yours. Laura, what are we talking about today? Well, we both have admitted in the past that we're totally addicted to books. But Laura, are we addicted to reading books or just buying them? (laughs) Well, I admit that I buy them faster than I can read them. Mm -hmm. But today, let's talk about some that we've actually read. What a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) So when we were going over our list of books that we love, we had so many that we decided we needed to split it into categories or we'd be giving you book ideas for five hours. Seriously. So first up, we want to share seven books that we think can make a serious difference for your art business. Yeah. So what comes up first? All right. So the first one up is a book called Everything is Figureoutable by Marie Forleo. And Marie Forleo is kind of a badass in the entrepreneurial world, and she's taught thousands of folks how to create and market their online businesses through her B-School and Copy Cure programs, along with literally hundreds of free Marie TV episodes, which are super funny. They're totally funny. (laughs) They're awesome. They come out on Tuesdays, so you guys should check them out. Um, But you'll frequently hear her say, everything is figureoutable, which is such an awesome phrase. I was so excited when this book came out that I actually attended a couple of her book tour events in Austin and L.A. Yes, I'm a geek. Uh, And apparently a stalker, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you like audiobooks, this is a great one to listen to in Marie's own voice. And in this book, she gives you both inspiration and concrete examples of how you can figure things out as you go along. And I don't know about you, Nikki, but I always want to have it all figured out before I get started. Uh, We may have heard this about you already, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it frequently keeps me in a cycle of procrastination, but this book helped nudge me in the right direction. So in this book, Marie helps you break that cycle. She covers things like having a growth mindset eliminating excuses, dealing with fear, starting before you're ready, progress, not perfection. Mm -hmm. Love that. Mm -hmm. And really being persistent in the face of resistance. It it helps you get past the voice in your head that gets overwhelmed and stuck to, to push forward just one small step at a time. And one of my favorite quotes from the book is, Insight without action is worthless. Taking action is the only path to change. So true. <laughs> and and another phrase that Marie says a lot is clarity comes from engagement, not thought. Take action now and you'll find your truth. And I love that because I'm always feeling like in order to be clear, I have to I kind of have to do mind games with myself and sit and figure it all out, but that's not how you get clarity. You really get the clarity by doing the thing. Totally. We can have all the insight in the world. Maybe one day we'll actually take action. (laughs) (laughs) We're working on it. We are. We are. (laughs) I I think we're making small steps in the right direction. We are. At least we keep telling ourselves that, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what is our second book, Nikki? Okay. So the next book I want to talk about is called Art, Inc. by Mm -hmm. Lisa Congdon. 
And I've talked about Lisa several times before, specifically in relation to daily art challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lisa, is, Lisa Congdon is a great example of a stardust. I first learned about her maybe 10 or 11 years ago when she began sharing a collection a day. Mm-hmm. And I've been following her career ever since. I remember um, those. I remember yeah, when she shared yeah, those. Yeah, we talked about those before, I think. Probably. <laughs> we may repeat ourselves. We may repeat <laughs> <That's okay>. ourselves. <laughs> See what I did there. (laughs) Anyway, our styles couldn't be any more different, but I totally think of her as a role model of the kind of career that I want for myself. She's an illustrator and a fine artist, as well as an author. Mm -hmm. Um, She creates paintings, licensed products, and her own products, publishes books, and teaches. Although she was always creative, she got started with her art career a bit later after being an elementary school teacher and working for a nonprofit. She started making art just as a hobby, mm-hmm. which turned into a side business and is now a very impressive career. Yeah, um, very impressive. Yeah. The book of hers that I want to talk about today is called Art Inc., The Essential Guide for Building Your Career as an Artist. Um, it's not the first book she published, but mm-hmm. you might say it's the first one she's really written. And it's it's a great introductory reference for starting and running an art business. Right. Unrelated and completely unimportant side note. I read this book shortly after it came out while I was on a cruise in Alaska. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) With with glaciers going by. Were there whales and stuff also in the background? Uh, We did go on a whale watching. I'm trying to picture this all in my head. So that's awesome. I really like this book, too. And I I think um, rather than listening to the audio book or even reading the ebook, I think it's great to have a physical copy to flip through because it works really great as a reference guide that you can pick up and go to the appropriate chapter for whatever you need at that time. Totally. So in this book, she's completely debunking the myth of the starving artist. Um, She starts with a bit of mindset, talks about embracing yourself as an artist, finding your voice, finding time to make art, which is something we all need to try to do. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into exploring all the different income streams, building your business, organizing your time, managing your income, promoting and selling your work. Um, it doesn't go into these topics really in depth, but it's a really mm-hmm. great overview for people just starting out and trying to figure out all the options that are available to them from fine art and exhibiting in galleries to illustration, licensing, and really just managing your art career as a whole. And we talked previously in the episode about going to art school, how, you know, when some people don't go to art school like myself and you're looking for resources, Mm -hmm. even if you did go to art school, actually, those resources don't necessarily exist on the business side. So having a book like this is a great starting point to just get familiar with all the different options that are available. And it's beautifully designed, too. (laughs) Yes, that always helps, doesn't it? It really does. (laughs) All right. So what's next? So the third book on the list is called Hashtag Authentic, Finding Creativity and Building a Community on Instagram and Beyond by Sarah Tasker. Okay. I first learned about Sarah Tasker through her gorgeous feed at me and Orla. That's M-E-A-N-D-O-R-L-A. And several artists that I knew about raved about her Insta retreat program, which I couldn't afford at the time. And when this book came out, I grabbed a copy to devour. And it's full of beautiful images and some thought-provoking exercises and guidance on how to create an Instagram feed that is visually stunning while remaining authentically you. So this is probably another one that it's better to have a physical copy that you can so you can see the beautiful images rather than 
Oh, as yeah. an audiobook. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, the images are integral to what you learn in the book. Right. And she talks about storytelling through your own visual style, steps you through, you know, how to compose pictures for Instagram with the best lighting using just your camera phone and how to share your everyday world in an authentic way so that you can find, you know, your people. And I mean, she discusses taking everyday things and elevating them into beautiful images. And if you just look at her feed, you understand half the pics she takes are just around her house. Oh, awesome. I have so much really cool stuff around my house that I can show on my Instagram feed. Well, things I think are cool that a lot of people might think are really creepy. Yeah, like me. (laughs) I think they're creepy. (laughs) But but that being said, that's how you find your people. And my people will think that all of my dead things are beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) They will. They totally will. So so the fourth book. What is the fourth book on our list, Nikki? Okay. The next book we want to mention is one that we've both read. And it's by Seth Godin, who's a marketing genius. And Mm -hmm. it's called This is Marketing. Great title, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, like everything he says, it's like it's like concise and to the point. To the point. Yes. We should all learn from that. We really should. (laughs) This is Marketing argues that marketing success in today's world comes from focusing more on the needs, values and desires of our target audience rather than spamming as many people as possible with our message. Advertising as we've known it is dead. It's more about having a thousand engaged fans than a hundred thousand Insta followers. Oh, we got to keep telling ourselves that. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a quote that I love from it, and it's the quote says, persistent, consistent and frequent stories delivered to an aligned audience will earn attention, trust and action. And that's really what we all want, right? We want that that attention, trust and action. And so it just takes being consistent and being aligned with that audience that wants to hear our stories. Absolutely. So to me, this book is more about the mindset of marketing rather than like a practical how-to guide. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it can be summed up pretty well by reading some of the chapter titles. So it's got chapters like Marketing Changes People Through Stories, Connections, and Experience, Mm -hmm. In Search of Better. And the one that I really like the most is People like us do things like this. Right. He even has a whole PDF I'll link to in the show notes around that topic that really kind of goes into the detail about connecting with your audience, that they are people like us. Right. And marketing is not about you. It's about the people you serve. Totally. We tend to think of things in terms of this is who I am. And I'm totally guilty of this on my website right now, which I totally Mm -hmm. need to change. Right. It's all about this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I sell. But what we really need to think about is this is who we are. This is who I am and you. And this is how I can help you. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to some quotes from the book that I really liked. Um, One of them is, they say the best way to complain is to make things better. (laughs) I really like that. I really like that. And then the other one is we sell feelings, status, and connection, not tasks or stuff. Well, yeah, we we're all chasing those feelings, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And so when we realize that how important that connection is, and it's not just the stuff, it's not just Absolutely. telling somebody, you know, here's here's my beautiful piece of art for sale, go buy it. It's 
it's creating a connection with your audience on what the meaning and the beauty behind something and what that will add to someone's life, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All about connection. Okay. So what is our fifth book? The fifth book is Building a Story Brand. And it's by Donald Miller. This is a book that both Nikki and I have read. And he also has another great book called Marketing Made Simple. So we recommend that one as well. But Building a Story Brand is all about making the customer the hero of their story. And um, some of the other ideas he puts forth, which are just so true, companies tend to sell solutions to external problems, but customers buy solutions to internal problems. Right. And customers don't take action until they're challenged to take action. So what you need to really do is not just say, here's what I have to sell you. You need to just say, here's the plan to solve your problem. And here's, you know, exactly how you can do it. So I think that's that's interesting. I think that works really well for things like classes. But what do you think, Nikki, about things like a piece of art? What problem are you solving? Oh, well, I'm solving the problem of your house is really boring (laughs) and your walls are blank and you need beauty to look at every day. Right. And I've had classes before where we dive into this topic a little bit more. But, you know, just saying, like I mentioned before, that this item is for sale. Nobody's really interested until you tell them the reason why. Like, what what is the what is the meaning behind this piece and what can it bring to their their world, the the color and the beauty and whatever into their world. Right. And a person is looking at the things they buy to fill their house with as a way to express who they are. A person buys your art so that they can express who they are through what you've put into it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might think you're just selling a pretty picture, but you're selling a person a way to tell other people who they are. Yeah, absolutely. So sorry, we had to go off on that tangent. (laughs) (laughs) We like we like our tangents. We We like like our our tangents. tangents. But back to the marketing idea. (laughs) Not that we strayed too far off of it, but there was another quote from the book that um, that I wanted to to read. It's a little bit longer. But so Alfred Hitchcock defined a good story as life with the dull parts taken out. And good Mm. branding is the same. Our companies are complex for sure. But a good messaging filter will remove the stuff that bores our customers and will bear down on the aspects of our brand that will help them survive and thrive. So what this says to me is that although we might want to tell our entire story, what our customer really needs to hear is the part of our story that relates to them, that shows them how what we're offering will improve their lives, whether it's our art or a course or a digital product. It's about how it will help them, not about us. Mm. And there's also a fun Mad Lib style tool that helps you put together a brand script to tell your story that we'll link to. Okay, that's available on his website? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So he also has a book, as I mentioned, called Marketing Made Simple. And what that does is it breaks down how to create a basic sales funnel that works. Mm-hmm. And let me just say, I hate the word funnel. <laughs> I hate these marketing terms that they just seem to dehumanize the process. Well, I I like the term funnel because it makes sense visually. If you picture the top of the funnel as the widest part, and as you tell your story, you narrow it down and narrow it down until you find just the right people who like all the creepy dolls and dead stuff you have in your house, (laughs) and then you know you've found your people. (laughs) 
That's true. That's very true. But to me, there's this aspect that turns it into a formula instead of a personal thing. And maybe those are just my own hangups around selling and marketing that I need to get through. But that being said, what I got out of this book was the fact that so many people when marketing their businesses use really flowery language or like cute play on words to make it sound better. And, you know, you do need to express the beauty of your artwork or whatever it is that you're selling. But what you really need to do is just explain things pretty simply, like in a concise sentence, which is not my forte. Really? (laughs) (laughs) And, And to take the focus off yourself and make it all about your customer, because it is. It's about connecting with the person, not impressing them with your ability to use marketing speak. Right. And um, my favorite thing is the free video workshop that he has called the Mm -hmm. five minute marketing makeover, which Mm -hmm. is a really concise method of helping you implement the ideas in his books and narrow down your message and figure out what your website's homepage should really say. And um, we'll link to that, but it's five minute marketing makeover dot com. Yeah. And I don't know what the exact stat is, Nikki, but I know when people go to a website you have something like three to five seconds to, if that, to get, yeah. yeah, to get to basically capture their attention mm-hmm. and to get them to scroll. Or otherwise, right. they just leave. So I think his tool helps you sort of figure out how do you get that message right up front above the fold on your website so that people don't just immediately go away. And that brings us perfectly into the next book, which is really about paring down your message. Mm-hmm. And it's called Essentialism. And it's more about, it's not specifically about business. It's more about life in general. Mm -hmm. And the author is Greg McCune. Yeah. And it's not even just paring down your message. It's paring down your, your life to the essentials. Right. And I read this book while at my last corporate job, and it really hit the nail on the head. And there's so much non-essential work we do that doesn't really move us forward. And we might even think it's essential. And I'm not talking about things we don't like that we still have to do, like bookkeeping, marketing, et cetera. But sometimes we spread ourselves so thin trying to do everything and saying yes to things that we really don't want or need to do. Like washing dishes? (laughs) Like (laughs) cleaning the house. (laughs) And then we end up making no forward movement at all. So one quote I love from this book is... Only once you give yourself permission to stop trying to do it all, to stop saying yes to everyone, can you make your highest contribution towards the things that really matter. Totally. My biggest takeaway from this book is don't confuse essentialism with minimalism. Okay. And this is a quote that kind of sums it all up for me. Essentialism is not about how to get more things done. It's about how to get the right things done. It doesn't mean just doing less for the sake of less either. It's about making the wisest possible investment of your time and energy in order to operate at our highest point of contribution by doing only what is essential. Yeah, so do less, but identify the important things um, that are truly essential. I mean, it's called essentialism, right? (laughs) I guess he means that, huh? (laughs) I guess he means it. (laughs) So from the book, there's another great quote that says, Sometimes what you don't do is just as important as what you do. And here's one that some friends of mine and I say all the time and don't always follow through on. But (laughs) if it isn't a clear yes, then it's a clear no. I love that. I need to tattoo that on backwards on my forehead. (laughs) So I see it in the mirror. 
<laughs> Me too. <laughs> That'd be pretty. It's so easy to say yes to things that you don't have a full body yes to, you know, mm-hmm. and, the, and then you end up generally regretting it in the end um, when you could have had other opportunities that you could have said yes to. But what does a full body yes feel like? We're not that kind of podcast, Nikki. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to steer us that way. <laughs> So another key takeaway I had from this book was the fact that the word priority came into the English language in the 1400s and was singular. It stayed singular for the next 500 years until someone in the 1900s decided that priority should be plural. (laughs) It's illogical to think that we can have multiple first things, right? Oh, totally. And how many things are on your list that you consider priorities? Um. Yeah, a lot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So to figure out what's really essential for us, we can ask, what do I feel deeply inspired by? Or what am I particularly talented at? And what meets a significant need in the world? And I like applying this concept to our own calendars and scheduling. Like I have a planner. Wait, that you have how many planners? Um, You're getting off topic. But but it has your one key thing to get done that day and sort of the rest is gravy. Or icing on the cake. I like icing, <laughs> especially bourbon flavored. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> All right, Nikki. So those are our first six. What is our seventh recommended book? Okay, so the seventh book is called Bean Boss. So Bean Boss began as a podcast between two designers, Kathleen Shannon and Emily Thompson. And really, it was part of my inspiration and wanting to start this podcast with you, Laura. Oh, okay. Um, Kathleen and Emily started out as business besties who were having Mm -hmm. conversations about their creative businesses, their lives, marketing, juggling it all. And they decided it would be fun to turn those conversations into a podcast. Like us. Like us. So what what started as conversations between two friends turned into an award-winning, hugely popular podcast and a community and business that includes retreats, conferences, education, and the book. That's the reason I'm telling you about them. Okay. (laughs) The book is called Being Boss, Take Control of Your Work, and Live Life on Your Own Terms. Good name. Yeah. Side note, they considered calling it the Kathleen and Emily show. (laughs) But fortunately, they went with being boss. <laughs> Better choice. So, yeah, I think so. So it gives you practical business advice, along with lessons on self-care, finding balance. Um, it's part inspirational reading, part reference, and it includes worksheets that help you with mindset, establishing boundaries, setting habits and routines, and doing the actual work and living your life on your own terms. I might have to check that one out. Absolutely. Unsurprisingly, since it's written by two designers, it's a beautifully designed book. I've been wanting for way too many years to cultivate a daily reading and writing practice. Mm-hmm. And this book has actually helped me do that. Not as consistently as I'd like, <laughs> <laughs> but it has worksheets interspersed with the text of the book and it's thought provoking reading. And then using the worksheets as prompts, it helps you write about the business and life that you want. You know, I have to say the one thing about that is I love books that have these worksheets, but then I never want to write in the book. I know, because the book is too beautiful, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's like you spoil it. I know. In fact, I have to admit that there's another book like that that I bought from somebody else that I actually bought two copies of because I wanted to write in one and I wanted to keep one pristine. (laughs) 
Yeah, I get it. I do and that sometimes with beautiful pattern paper. I have to buy a sheet that I can't cut into and like, yeah. and then one that I can. Well, we should stop that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> getting, right. getting back on track. Getting back on track. So I, I have a couple of quotes I wanted to read mm-hmm. um, from the book. So being boss is about knowing what you want and being unapologetic about it. It's mm-hmm. about being who you are, nurturing your talents and sharing them with the world. Being boss means doing the work to get you where you want to be, even when it's hard or when no one understands. Mm. And then with creative work, it's your duty to do the work that you believe in, work that brings you joy, work that allows you to express yourself in the best ways you can. You need to spread your soul's message far and wide through whatever medium you have at your disposal. If you don't, you're wasting your talents. You're not Mm. fulfilling your destiny. You're putting a stopper on your potential for happiness. By embodying your creativity, you're taking the first step toward living what you love. I love that. Very well written. Yeah. So in a way, these quotes are in direct opposition to what we were just saying about marketing being about who you're selling to. But their focus is really about personal branding. And I really think that both are important to live a life you love and to make it profitable. But here's the thing. You have to love what you are creating and making for the world and believe in the value that you provide. Right. If you're just thinking about what can make you the most money or exactly what you can say to convince someone to purchase your art, your classes or your products, then you're going to get burnout. You're going to get frustrated and people see right through it. It's so inauthentic. So, you know, those things have to be in alignment. Right. If you're passionate about what you're creating and marketing, your enthusiasm about it will be contagious and people will really want it in their lives. Exactly. So we hope you've learned about some new resources you may not have known about. We know that sometimes either time or money do not allow us to take all the classes we'd like, but books offer a great way to learn on your own time and within a reasonable budget. And as we told you in the beginning, Laura and I had so many recommendations that we decided to split this into categories. Um, Today, we told you about books that can help your art from the business side. In upcoming episodes, we'll focus more on art mindset, art practice, and probably a hundred more categories we haven't considered yet. (laughs) (laughs) And we'd love to hear about some of your favorite business books and why you love them. You can share them on Instagram, tagging us at Stardust Society or in the Stardust Society Facebook group. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow Stardust Society and leave us a five-star rating and review. Speaking of, we want to give a shout out to this five-star review from Mrs. CB from Apple Podcasts in the UK, who said, Practical and down-to-earth, approachable and friendly, with lots of valuable insights and tips. You don't need to have a business to benefit from listening. Anyone who has a creative practice they want to develop will find support here. Thanks so much, Ms. CB. And if you'd like us to shout you out on the podcast, leave us a review and then go to startersociety.com slash reviews and share it with us. You never know when you might hear your name on the podcast. To get links to all the books and resources we discussed in today's episode, go to startersociety.com slash business books. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Well, we won't actually see you because this is a podcast. Laura, what are we talking about today? I'll tell you in a second after the plane passes.
We should totally leave that in. 